Welcome to the Gathering Church Podcast. We are so glad you're joining us today. For more info about The Gathering, you can check out thegathering.online. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Today we are looking at the third part of the armor of God in our series called Suit Up. Suit up. If you're a, a superhero movie fan, uh, you, you know sometimes there are those montages, those clips of the superhero putting on their armor, suiting up before a battle. We watched two weeks ago, Captain America told the Avengers team to suit up, suit up for the battle. And I want to show you a clip from the second Avengers movie right here. I'm going to show you, I'm going to explain why this clip afterwards, but take a look at the screen for this clip. Right. Well done. Three minutes. Get what you need. Good evening, boss. No way we all get through this. If even one tin soldier's left standing, we've lost. It's gonna be blood on the floor. I got no plans tomorrow night. I get first crack at the big guy. Iron Man's the one he's waiting for. That's true. He hates you the most. All right, so some, some people will say that Age of Ultron is not a great movie. I, I would say it's it's... It's got its good moments, right? It's not the, my favorite Avengers movie, but I chose this clip for a reason today because we are looking at the shoes of peace. And if you notice, while some people were getting their armor, updating their software, Quicksilver was grabbing his pair of shoes. If you know, his superpower is speed, and so he's grabbing his running shoes, preparing for the battle. And we've been looking over each part of the armor that God gives us to protect us from the attacks of the enemy. Twice, Paul says in Ephesians, he says, put on the whole armor. Don't miss a part of that armor. Every single part of it is important. And there's also a reason why Paul goes in the order that he does. Notice he puts on, he says, put on truth first. We have to know the truth about the rest of our armor before we put it on. We have to know the truth of righteousness before we put it on. That righteousness is not about us. It's the righteousness of God in us. We have to know the truth of where our peace comes from. It's not in the things of this world. It's in the peace of God. Right? We have to put on truth first. And secondly, we said the breastplate of righteousness. We know that we receive righteousness in us through salvation. And we put on righteousness through how we live our life based on what Jesus did for us. So I believe there's an order to the armor. There's a reason why righteousness comes second, because once we're living right before God, then we can put on the shoes to go out and walk out our faith. Let's look at our scripture for today, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15. If you've got your Bible, you can turn there. Uh, just so you know, we use the YouVersion app, YouVersion Bible app. You can also download our notes on there if you search the Gathering Church. Or if you go to the Church Center app, we have notes for you. You can write in your own notes and follow along. Here we go, Ephesians 6.15. It says, And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. So once we are clothed in truth protected in righteousness, we are prepared. 
we're ready to walk in the gospel of peace. Peace comes from right living before God. And if you don't consider shoes as part of your armor for a battle, then I dare you to try to fight a war without having shoes on. You, you think it's bad stepping on Legos in your living room? You think that's tough? You think it's, it's difficult on the hot pavement without shoes on? Try fighting a war without shoes on. Try fighting a war without sandals strapped to your feet to protect you from the bad conditions. I mean, have you ever had a wound on your foot? Have you ever had a sore on your foot? It hurts. Every time you stand, walk, move, you can feel it. It's painful. Years ago, I was, uh, we were at a, a conference at Kalahari. I was leading worship, and, and during the day, we could go to the, the water park. And, and there was a place at the water park to play water basketball. And, and water basketball, if you've ever played that before, it, it's a blast, right? You're diving for the ball, you're throwing it up, and there's water everywhere. There's really no fouls in water basketball, depending on how you play, okay? There's, there's scratching, there's hacking, there's all these things, and you're trying to move around. You can't move very fast in waist-high water, right? So you're just kind of doing this whole stepping thing. Sure, you can swim, but you can't swim and shoot the basketball or block at the same time. And so all these pastors are, are, are scratching at each other. I would leave the pool with scratches on my back from these competitive pastors. They needed prayer. They were, they were lashing out their aggression. I don't know what was going on. But the surface of the pool, it was not smooth. It, it was textured, which was helpful when you needed to pivot or you needed to make a quick change. You weren't falling all of a sudden. But if you're on the surface of that pool playing for hours and hours, it can begin to wear at your feet. And I didn't realize this the first time I was playing. And I began to walk out of the pool a couple hours later. And I noticed something felt weird, something felt painful. I looked down, skin is peeling off the bottom of my feet. Sorry if that's disgusting to you. I just want to make sure you're not hungry for lunch for a few hours, okay? That's all. And the rest of the night, as I was, you know, in the conference, leading worship, every time I moved, I felt it. Ow, 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 ow. Every time I walked around, I tried to be very still on my feet if I could. And the next year came. And you better believe, a week or two before that conference, I went on Amazon and bought some water shoes to be ready, to be prepared for the battle I didn't know I needed to be prepared for. Sometimes we don't realize the importance of footwear until we're wounded. But wounded feet make us vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. The shoes that were worn, they, they're supposed to give us good grip and protection. If you look at military success in ancient times, you look at the stories of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, a lot of their success was attributed to their armies being fitted with shoes that would allow them to march for long periods of time at incredible speed over difficult terrain. Armies with good footwear were able to be mobile, flexible, and ready to engage in war. Having good footwear is important to success. That's why I'm a firm believer in owning multiple pairs of shoes. It keeps me protected. I personally feel at peace when I'm going out and buying more pairs of shoes. <laughs> uh, but as a, I got an amen from, from Ethan over here. Okay, maybe that's not exactly what Paul meant. Let, let's look at the text a little bit more. Uh, let's take some time to understand this verse. Paul is saying, 
that just as you put shoes on your feet, you are to be ready and prepared to carry the gospel and the good news of peace. Today's message is called Sneakers for Peacekeepers. Sneakers for Peacekeepers. You like that one? Put on the peace as your armor. It's kind of ironic to think we're going into battle and we need peace for the battle. That feels like that would be a conflict, right? But in the supernatural war against powers and principalities, we have to be equipped with peace because the enemy will attack you with anxiety, hopelessness, fear. Remember, Paul said before he lists out the armor, read, read verse 11 again. He says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Putting on the armor is so that we can stand. We put on the shoes of peace so that we can stand. In fact, there are three times, verses 11, 13, and 14, that Paul says over and over again, stand. He says, stand against the schemes of the devil. He says, stand firm. He says, stand therefore. If it's important for us to remain standing, it means we need to have good shoes of peace to keep us stable. We have two simple points today. Number one is peace keeps you stable. The shoes that we wear need to support us and keep us balanced. Our shoes are important. Have you ever tried to wear shoes that were the wrong size for you? I've had a couple of pairs over the years that have been gifted to me. I'll play basketball with friends, and they're like, hey, hey, do you want this pair of shoes that doesn't work for me? I'm like, I mean, I'm not going to turn down a free pair of shoes. Like, that sounds ridiculous. And sure, they may be half a size too small, but I'm like, I'll, I'll cram my feet into them, and I'll take them home, and I'll walk around, and all of a sudden, at first, I'm like, yeah, these are fine. I'm, I'm going to be fine. I, I, you know, I try to get my head in there. I'm like, it's okay. I, I can just block out the pain. I just ignore it. It's going to be fine. But over the next few hours, I'm like, okay, I need to sit down. In these shoes, I don't feel stable. I don't want to remain standing. You can't remain standing if your shoes don't give you comfort. I don't have a lot of peace when I feel the, the pinching in on the sides of my feet. But the peace of God is supposed to keep us stable, keep us standing when difficulties and battles take place. And this is not a natural peace. This is a supernatural peace. Look at what Jesus says about the peace that he gives us in John 14, 27. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled Neither let them be afraid. It was tradition back then when, when a group of people were leaving a conversation, they would say shalom, they would say my peace as they left. But in here, Jesus was talking about a peace beyond natural peace. It's not just the absence, absence of conflict or chaos. He's saying it's replaced with the blessing of God over your life. It's only the peace of God that can keep you stable and remain standing. If you're looking for peace in this world, if you're looking for peace from a pill, you're going to remain anxious. If you're looking for peace at the bottom of that drink, you're going you're to remain anxious. 
If you're looking for peace on an app to find someone to spend the night with, that person's going to leave in the morning and your peace is going to be gone as well. Because our peace cannot be found in a pill or in a person on this world. Our peace has to be founded in Jesus Christ. It is founded in Jesus Christ. You will remain strong in the Lord. Not strong in my own strength. Peace that goes beyond understanding. Look at Philippians 4, 7. Paul says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace that Jesus gives to us goes beyond your understanding to guard your heart and your mind. It's, it's a peace that helps you stand firm when difficulties arise. When I was writing this, I began to think of a good friend of ours, Jake and Britt. Um, some of you know that, that Jake passed away unexpectedly in a work accident. Some of us went to, to church with them for years, knew them for years. And we continue to pray for Britt and, and their family because this is one of the hardest things you can go through in life, losing someone. But that's when we have to know our peace is not in something natural. Because when it's natural, we know Jake's gone and, and that's, that's the end of his story. But if it's supernatural and we have our faith in Jesus, we know that Jake is alive and well. He's more alive than he's ever been in his life in heaven. And we have that hope here on earth. It's a difficult thing. Peace does not take us out of difficulties. It keeps us stable in the challenges of life. How, how can you have peace if you don't believe that God can heal you? How can you have peace if you don't believe he can get you through the trials of life? Without God, you're going to collapse. You're going to want to quit. You're going to want to end it. But you will be stable and sure-footed walking through difficulties with the peace that Jesus extends to you. Peace keeps you stable. And number two, peace makes you active. When you have the right shoes on, you have the ability to be Active. We know there are, there are different shoes that are meant for different occasions, right? Let me show you a, different, a couple different pairs of shoes. Go ahead and show the, the first one. If you're wearing these shoes, what are you getting ready to do? Probably getting ready to go out on the golf course, right? Hit a few balls, miss a few putts, throw your golf clubs, lose your piece. Or is, that, is that just me or anybody else that has no problem? Those are golf shoes. Let's look at the next one. Maybe some of the ladies know about ballet shoes, right? Uh, different occasions. Don't, don't use this while you're doing construction. You don't use these shoes when, when you're out there trying to play soccer. These will not help you, but in ballet, they will be helpful. Look at the next pair. Um, we're used to seeing these anytime in Ohio between October and April, right? These are snowshoes. I'm not speaking a, a bad winter over us. I'm just saying this, it can happen in, in, in here. Maybe, maybe you work and you need shoes like this for your occupation, uh, shoes that help you in the snow. You're shoveling your driveway. Go to the last one. I'm sorry, not the last one, second to last one. Uh, I, of course, I had to put on a pair of basketball shoes up here to show, and I chose this one specifically. These are the Mambas. These are Kobe Bryant shoes, passed away a couple years ago. These became extremely popular extremely expensive. They're on my uh, Christmas list this year. And uh, just kidding. And uh, I put these on specifically because um, if you know anything about basketball shoes, they're, they're not just for playing basketball, okay? There, there's a level of fashion for some people that enjoy them. And so you'll see people wear them in fashion. 
But with this pair of shoes, if you're watching a professional basketball game, you may see some people, some of the athletes wear them as well. It's not just one or the other. So those are the, I believe they're called the Grinches, uh, Kobe's. And let me show you the, the last one we have. Um, and, and these uh, these are Crocs. Um, I don't really know what the point of those are. Oh, yeah, yes, I do. They're for keeping you single. I think that's what they're meant for. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Totally joking. Uh, if you... <laughs> If you like Crocs, listen, I hope that they're cheap. I hope that they're comfortable. I don't know why else you'd wear them, but hey, you do you, okay? Not trying to tell you how to live your life. So that's what uh, Crocs are for, apparently. I don't know. The point is, guys, the point is that each type of shoe is for a specific purpose and function. The shoes of peace are not just to make you stable. They're to make you active. Remember, it says in Ephesians, the shoes are putting on the readiness, the preparation by the gospel of peace. We are mobile and ready to share with the world. You can find a lot of the armor of God actually before you even get to the New Testament. If you look at Isaiah, he prophesies about the armor of God. He talks about how Jesus, the Messiah, will come clothed in the armor of God. And I want to show you what he says about the feet. In Isaiah 52, 7, he says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who bring good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Maybe there are some people in here today that you think that all feet look ugly, You have a fear of feet. Whenever Shanna says, my feet look ugly, I point her to scripture. And the scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Blessed are the feet of those who bring good news and happiness and announce peace and salvation. Friends, we are responsible to be active in our faith, sharing the good news to the world, to encourage the people that are around us. This means we need to be active, volunteering, active in our church attendance, active in serving our community. But it also means that we need to be active when we go to school, when we go to our workplace, going with the mindset that you could possibly share the peace of God with somebody around you. Paul references Isaiah's prophetic word in the book of Romans, chapter 10. Verse 14, he says, How then... Will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. I love how Paul, he he takes it in reverse. He says, how can people believe in God? How can they believe in Jesus if they don't know anything about Jesus? How can they know anything about Jesus if they haven't heard about Jesus? And how can they hear about Jesus if someone hasn't been sent to them to bring them the good news and announce the peace that can stabilize you in difficult times? We need to be ready to be sent, to to go to the people of our workplace, go to our school, say, hey, you got to come to church with me. 
hey, hey, if you're struggling with something, you, you need to come. I'm going to pray with you. I'm ready to, to, to lift you up in prayer. How can people believe if there's no one being sent to tell them about the good news of Jesus Christ? Jesus gave us peace, but then he instructed us to go. There are multiple times in the Gospels when Jesus tells the people to go. If you look at the parable of the great banquet, this is what Jesus said in telling the story. Look, I'm just going to show you one verse from it, Luke 14, 23. It says, And the master said to the servants, Go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. In this parable, the master is God. We're the servants. God is telling us, go out, compel people to come to the house. And I love that last part. He says, that my house may be filled. You know the reason that Jesus came to earth? So that none would perish. So that all would have everlasting life with him. He desires for his house to be filled with people. For heaven to be filled, for, for hell to be plundered. How does that happen? Through us going out into the places, being active in our faith, bringing the peace of God with us. We know the very last words of Jesus before he left this earth in his ascension to the Father. What did he say? Matthew 28, 19, he said, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. If we want to make disciples, we have to be ready to go. We have to be ready to move and to be active. Two years ago, many of you made the decision to go. Maybe you were comfortable in a church that you had been attending for years. Maybe at that point you weren't attending any church but you chose to come, to he come here to this community to invite friends to join together in a place where God could move. And because you've gone, people here have been saved by the grace of God. Breakthrough has taken place. Healings in physical bodies have taken place. It, earlier this year, we saw nine people in this room get baptized. Tonight, we're going to see five or six more get baptized, all because a group of people said, I'm ready to go and preach the gospel and send the good news. And because of that, God is getting the glory. God is on the move and taking place in our services. Amen. I want my peace to be active and ready to share with the world. The same peace that God gave to me, I need to be prepared to give to others. This world right here is in desperate need of peace. Do you know that? They are searching for peace. And unfortunately, they're looking for it in a pill, in a bottle, on an app. They're looking for something that's going to satisfy them and bring them, bring them peace to their life. And how will they know if we don't come to them with the gospel and the good news and say, I understand, friend, you're looking for something, but you're not going to find it in that. You're going to find it in Jesus. Will you allow me to pray with you? Will you allow me to bring you to church and show you the true peace, the supernatural peace that Jesus said, not as the world gives do I give, but I give you my peace. We have to be ready, commissioned, to go and bring the peace of God to this world. I want to ask you, where is God sending you 
to bring the peace of God? What is your mission field? God is sending you. We know he doesn't send us to places, right? God sends us to people to promote the peace of God. You know, sometimes when, when we've worn a pair of shoes for a long time, uh, they start to wear out. I'm sure we all have different pairs of shoes that have been, you know, relegated to lawn work, uh, to being outside where they might get dirty. Uh, maybe we've played too much basketball in them, too much pickleball in them. Earlier this week, I was helping a, a friend move, and there was a teen, teenager there with us, uh, Levi, and, and I, after we had been moving for a while, I looked down at his shoes, and there were marks all along the front here, and I said, wow, it looks like you've, you've put a number on these shoes. Looks like they've gone through some things. And he said, actually, these are a year old, and, and these are the best, the shoes of the best conditioned shoes after a year that I've ever had. <laughs> he says, I am rough on my shoes. I am, I, I'm difficult on my shoes from playing tennis or playing soccer or working in them or whatever I do. And, you know, some of us that are sneakerheads, we, like, don't scuff the shoes, right? Don't, don't touch the shoes. Don't mess with the shoes. And I may feel that way about my physical shoes. But my spiritual shoes, at the end of my life, I want to look down at my shoes of peace, and I want them to be worn out. I want them to have miles on them because they've gone out. They haven't stayed inside. They haven't stayed just inside the walls of our church. They've been active in the community. They've been active looking for people that need the peace of God. I hope that's you today. They say, I want my, my shoes of peace to be worn out at the end of my life because I've been going around so much. I've been preaching. I've been active in my shoes. Worship teams, you come up as we get ready to close. Peace is meant to keep you stable. And it's meant to make you active. And before we close today, I want to give you just a short opportunity to respond. Maybe right now what you've been going through, you've been struggling to be stable in your peace. Maybe there's something that is threatening to knock you off your feet, tip you over. Or maybe you struggle with the courage to go out and be active in sharing the good news of the gospel. Whatever it is, I want to give you a chance before you leave today to get alone with God. Maybe you want someone to pray with you, to, to pray for that peace over your life in the middle of the discouragement. If you need prayer, I'm going to, I'm going to make myself available to you. But this altar area, it, it's free. If you want to get up here and get alone with God, this is a time for you as the, the worship team is going to lead us in a song. And I, I'm going to skim. I had some scripture here at the end, but we're going to go to the last one. If you could bring up Colossians 3.15. This is my prayer for you today. Paul says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. That's my prayer for you today, that the peace of Christ would rule in your hearts. You know, when you accept Jesus into your heart, you're part of one body, you're part of one family. We share each other's burdens, right? We don't, when people come up here to the front, we don't say, oh, they're going through some things. Glad that's not me. We don't do that, right? This is a safe place for people to get healthy and whole and strengthened by God. This is a family. When you come up here, people are supporting you. They're praying behind your back, not talking behind your back. Isn't that the church that you want to be? 
Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which indeed you're, you're called in one body. And then lastly, he says, and be thankful. It's hard to be thankful for what you have and worry about what you don't have at the same time. It's kind of like when we worship, we can't worship and worry at the same time. So I'm asking you before we close today, would you take a moment to worship God? They're gonna sing the song, It Is Well. I thought that was an appropriate song to sing as we close today. Would you stand to your feet? If you need a moment with God, I invite you to the front. I can pray with you. If you just wanna get alone with God, that's great too. But let's pray before we close this service. God, we thank you for the peace of God. I pray right now that the peace of God would rule in each one of our hearts that we would remind ourselves we're not going through this alone. We're part of a family. Help us to be thankful for what you've given us. I thank you that your peace stabilizes us and it mobilizes us. I pray today, God, for those that are struggling and they're discouraged, bring them peace. For those that are living in their walk with God, but they've been struggling to be active, God, would you activate them today? We pray those things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. The Gathering is a place where you can belong to a church that loves you, believe in the God who is bigger than you, and become who God created you to be. For updates, service times, or ways to get involved, check out thegathering.online. And if you enjoyed listening today, consider rating it or sharing it with a friend. We love you. The best is yet to come.